0: Hi, I'm Mo Maduro, and this is the Active Life Over 50 podcast, providing insights and support for your life expansion and self-actualization journey. Today's episode is expansion into transformation. At some point, you reach a limit, and it's time to transform. Last time we talked about pivots and how that's an essential skill if you're going to be actively pursuing life actively going after you have to pivot just like a plane is off course ninety percent of the time on its way to the destination, but you don't notice them because they're micro pivots. And just like on a bicycle, if you change degrees five or ten degrees five degrees, you can maintain your same speed. It's when you start getting into twenty and thirty degree shifts that you have to slow down and uh take take other things into consideration. So we're going to use that concept, and I made the connection that it's all energy, right? Now, thinking is everything is energy, and so you can look to physics and nature to kind of get some clues as to how all this stuff works. So today, I want to talk about, it's really expansion, but I also want to bring in transformation. And then either the next episode or the one after that, I'll get deeper into the transformation part. But obviously, a pivot is a small shift. and Expansion is something larger, and it's a continuation. It's not that far in a concept. From zero to seven, a child is, ba- is essentially being programmed. They're in th- alpha, theta, sometimes even delta state in the earlier years, and they're just learning like a download. It's sort of a hypnotic state, and it makes sense because by eight years old in a hunter-gatherer environment, that child is going to be hunting. They're going to be gathering. They need to get along with the tribe. They'll, they'll be a, an integral member in the tribe a contributing member, and so they have to understand the norms, and so rather than rely on the parents remembering to tell them everything, this is just downloaded, so they're picking up signals, that's why if you have chil- uh, adult children especially, you'll notice that they have your same mannerisms, and they really don't like it, because by the time they get into their 30s, they are you, <laughs> you know, the way they stand, the way they talk, their mannerisms, because they got, they were downloading, now that's all into the unconscious, the conditioning is firing neurons firing and wiring from the adolescence time, we do get a chance to reset some of that if you choose to, but without doing things on purpose, you're going to maintain a lot of those same neural pathways on into the twenties. And then around 19 to 26, your prefrontal cortex is finishing its development. And that's where you get the executive functions, decision-making, planning, controlling, main, you know, basically monitoring risk, managing risk. You get into more of an avoidance state what does that have to do with expansion so when you watch a child growing up they're constantly getting better every year now they may have some setbacks but they just hang in there they don't really have to do anything different they just get better they get stronger faster quicker physically and they get more capable mentally they're learning new things in school but also their brain is developing and so they're able to to deal with more concepts and i know from from my daughter i remember her at 19 saying, wow, I thought I knew everything when I was 18. And she said it again when she was 20. And it's that kind of a concept that we keep getting better without doing anything. without By just existing, we just keep getting better. And then after 26, 27, that prefrontal cortex is fully developed. And we notice that that getting better thing doesn't happen so much anymore. Those setbacks don't get eradicated. They stay. And now we start making feeling like we've made a mistake and something's not right. And you know humans don't like making mistakes. So actually, I'll blame it on the unconscious. The unconscious wants to avoid that feeling because it's a bad feeling if they want to avoid it. My point in bringing that up is that expansion is what we did when we were growing up to around the late 20s. And then somewhere by age 35, I would say the unconscious is really running the show 95% of the time. I may have mentioned that 90. I used to use back in the 80s, 95% of everything you do is done by habit was a pretty popular phrase. And there's been some studies that sort of refute that, but I don't think it's conclusive. But I have shifted and I say that 90, and, and this is what the neuroscientists agree with. 95% of the time, the unconscious is running the show and only 5% the conscious mind is running the show. And there's some cases where people have turned it off to the unconscious as much as 98, 99% of the time. And they're just going through the same old routine over and over and over and over and over and over. You ask them why they did something. They don't really know. They just did it. I used to ask my daughter when she's playing lacrosse competitively, uh, why did she do such and such? Because I, I used to shoot the video and I would see things happen. I said, well, what, what made you do that? And she wouldn't even remember. She, she just, It wasn't a decision. It was just muscle memory kicking in. And and that's what we do in life. So this expansion concept, we already we already know how to do it because we did it before. What we have to do is deal with this fear and the self doubt. So what am I talking about? The unconscious does not like mistakes because it makes us, it makes us feel bad. They don't like the unfamiliar because that has become scary because the more mistakes happen in the unfamiliar, ergo, let me not do anything unfamiliar. Well, if you're setting a goal by definition, that goal is a chain. And if it's a pivot goal, an improvement goal, then it's, it's palatable. But when you get into transformational type goals, now you have to make some shifts. So back to the physics. Using our idea of a bicycle, you're going 20 miles an hour. You want to make a sharp turn. You have to slow down to about eight miles per hour. That doesn't feel good. The unconscious doesn't want that. It wants to maintain the speed. It gets out. And plus, if you do it wrong, you fall. And so all these things are associated with any pivot that's greater than five or or 10 degrees. If you think about that upward trajectory of that child into adolescence into young adulthood. It's a nice ebb and flow pattern. It's backfilling just like a trend line. It, you know, it got your lifts and then but the higher, the highs are higher and the lows are higher. So you have this nice trend line even though you have some setbacks or it's backfilling. That ends up stopping because we flatline it. We we stop pushing up above that because the unconscious doesn't want to do it. It's fearful. You have to break through that upper limit. That that line Instead of it being a trend line, it forms like an upper limit where every time you get close to that. Now let's use driving as an example to kind of illustrate this. We all have a comfort zone. Let's say in the, in the U.S., we drive 55 miles per hour or 65 miles per hour typically. And I know some states have it, have higher speed limits, but generally speaking, 55 miles per hour is a good, is a good number to work with for this. There are different people who have standards. So some people are only comfortable if they're doing 52, 53, 54. Other people, it's like automatic 10 over. If it's speed limit is 55, I'm doing 65. If it's 65, I'm doing 75. Other people is 12 or 15 over and they look out, right? Others use the radar on and on and on. Now, I know for me, I used to get a ticket every two or two to three years and it's, it's these habits that we have. And I was a, I was a 12 to 15 mile an hour person. Finally, after about three decades of that, I said enough is enough. And I made a shift. And that shift, by the way, I started driving in the right hand lane. And that would be my trigger because if I had started speeding, I would obviously need to change lanes. And then as soon as I got ready to change lanes, I'd remind myself, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm on a rehabilitation program. But I bring it up because that for me, that 70 or, or that 70 miles an hour or whatever it was, that 15 over was an upper limit. I didn't like going above that because the tickets got bigger and I definitely didn't like going much slower. So I'm, I'm I very seldom go below the speed limit. If the speed limit is 55, I'm doing 57 to 65 something like that and that's not about the speed it's about having an upper and a lower limit it repeats in our weight it repeats in how often we call loved ones it repeats uh how how many emails you let fill up in your your inbox before you you you, you know you go ballistic on them it shows up how how the after your service is in the car how many miles you allow yourself to drive after the service is due This shows up over and over and over. We have an upper limit and a lower limit. Now, those are benign things that I'm bringing up, but it also has to do with us wanting to do something more. So when you get into expansion, life expansion, we're not talking about a pivot anymore. This is bigger than that. You're going to have to break through that upper limit. And that's scary for the unconscious because now you're going into unfamiliar territory and unfamiliar territory is scary. The bad thing about the unconscious is that anything that's scary, is might as well be the saber-toothed tiger on the Serengeti. You get the sweaty palms, the short breath and all that. I used to get this, what I call, I thought it was brain fog. I realized later after doing some of the studies, the studies in neuroscience that it was the cognitive dissonance. As I went through those upper limits, it was this cognitive dissonance that I was getting because it, I'm going through something and my, my brain and unconscious is saying, don't do it. It's scary. It's bad. And I pushed through because I believed that every breakthrough is preceded by confusion and discomfort, which is true. But I didn't know that it was connected. I didn't know that, that what I thought was brain fog. So I, I thought just something was off. I wasn't having a good day. What I've Now that I'm more in tune to it, what I notice is as I'm pushing through, I can feel it. I know the cognitive dissonance. And for me, it's going to be different for different people. But for me, going to bed, getting a good night's sleep is fine. And what I, the way I view it is that the neurons are sort of resetting themselves their the neuroplasticity is starting to kick in and by the way neuroplasticity needs sleep so that makes sense too but more than that i just think it's this discomfort that you're about to break through and the neurons are fighting each other but when you go to bed then the triggering has slowed down once the triggering slows down you you get less of that that negative energy going on understand that the expansion is going to require some inner work to be able to do that. It's worth it because once you break across that line, you'll be able to get back onto a nice trajectory like you had when you were a teen or or a young adult. Before I leave the topic of expansion, I said I wanted to start talking a little bit about transformation. Transformation is a much bigger shift. You can expand for a while, but eventually transformation is going to be necessary for you to reach some of those lofty goals. And by the way, I know coaches who work from a 10x mindset. So they take a person's goal and they won't work with the person. They won't even work with them unless they multiply that goal, whatever it is, they make it more difficult. And it's not just for the sake of making it difficult. When you want to cross that line and you have to break through that cognitive dissonance and the confusion and all that, sometimes an improvement goal is just not enough to get us out of bed in the morning. When you 10X that or 3X or 5X it, and it's now big enough that it gets you excited, and there's a sweet spot because if you make it too big, it's not worth it. You're not going to try. If it's too little, you know, it's not it's not worth going through it. There's other alternatives. I can get my happiness some other way. But when you hit that sweet spot, you know you're excited. It takes a life of its own, and you go after it. And we've all been there. You go a little bit too far, and then you've got to back it down. So being attuned to that, I think, is is very, very important. Anyway, so this transformation idea is that you actually have to let some things go. So when you were a kid and you were going through this nice upward trajectory, whether it was elementary school or middle or high school or even young adulthood, we were naturally letting things go. You let your old classmates go and you move into some new ones. You, As a young adult, you sell that old car, you get a newer one. We constantly let things go and we didn't worry about it. You move from this place into that place and it was just part of the deal after the unconscious is running the show, we don't like those shifts and changes and we tend to just lock things down. This idea of letting go is a part of it, but because the unconscious doesn't like letting go and then you have people, oh, why'd you get rid of the car? Oh, why'd you and now where they're judging us and that judging feels bad and that becomes like a saber tooth tiger so the unconscious avoids it like the plague. Now obviously this is not a scientific way of explaining it, but what I'm trying to do is paint this picture you got got 100 billion neurons. The ones that fire together end up wiring together. And because of myelin, read the talent code by Dan Coyle or Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, great books on how we can actually access the neuroplasticity. But through that myelin, now the neurons fire more accurately, stronger, faster, with more precision and strength. That habit becomes hard to change. Just a quick aside is that we don't want to work on changing the habit. What we want to do is replace it because the neurons, because they're wrapped with that myelin sheath now, and the more we use it, the more it wraps, that's difficult to change. But the synapse, the neurotransmitter that's between the neurons actually self-eliminates as it stops being used. So what we want to do is fire new neurons. We want to replace those habits by layering something else on. So a lot of times when people stop smoking, they'll tell you, they oh, they did this or they did that. When people go on a diet, they just insert something different. They, they start a new behavior instead of trying to change the old behavior. There's just too much priming and triggers on the old behavior. But by layering on a new one over time, and it's not that long, it's, it's, we're talking weeks, maybe months, not years, where the synapse actually dries up, for lack of a better term. We do have to be comfortable letting some things go. And that ties right back into what I just said, building new habits, letting the old ones go. And that's the ebb and flow. You look at any trend line, and if you go down to a small enough time frame, you will see that there's ebb and flow. And that ebb and flow is natural because things are adjusting. Start thinking about that. We'll get into transformation next time what that looks like and what we can do, because there are tools and resources that we can use to actually make that happen. Some mindset stuff, we'll get into the growth mindset. Again, I'm building all this up around episode 20 to 25. I'll unpack the seven fitness areas, and that's the roadmap to get into this life of transformation. But I have to have some hooks and examples to to use as we get into that, because it's going to seem like new information. It's not new. It's been in the labs for 20 or 30 years, but because of the way scientists really need to be peer reviewed, meaning other scientists can get the same results out of the experiment, there's a very high bar before some of this information gets out to the public, so to speak. So stay tuned and we'll talk about transformation.